Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Happy Oscars Eve, listeners. We are very excited to bring you our predictions for the 92nd Academy Awards. Yes, 2020, it is Oscar season already, which is crazy because I feel like we just got done with the 2019 Oscar season. It really kind of flew by. But I will say this is becoming one of my favorite times of the year is watching all of these films, whether they're whether I like them or not. Oftentimes there is usually a couple gems or two with with the nominations, with the selections. So we are going to be giving you our predictions. We don't we're not talking about the nominees just yet. Those will be announced tomorrow morning. And of course, we will be giving you our we won't be live streaming, but nevertheless, it'll be our live reaction. And that will go up uh, sometime uh, tomorrow for you to listen to. This is your co-host Corbin. And I'm Alan. And this year, maybe, but this year seems to be a little bit better than last year because last year was a little bit interesting with some of the choices that the Academy made uh, with some of its uh, categories. So I guess we'll, this year we'll see if that same thing kind of remains or if it doesn't. But so far, the shortlist seems to make it out as if it's uh, they're picking more films that are, I guess, worthy of the title. Again, that's remaining to be seen if that's going to be the case for the bigger categories. But so far, seems things seem to be, uh, I guess, more Oscar-y than last year. And yeah, I would agree with uh, what Alan said. I believe we are going to have a better year this year. I'm, I'm actually incredibly excited with the possible nominees that we're going to be having. Uh, there were some great films last year but then there was also some very confusing choices that we absolutely didn't agree with and i'm hoping we're not going to have any of that this year if you really want to know our thoughts of the uh all of the 2019 nominations then that is available for you to check out go ahead and click on the oscars archive uh we have not just last year's but the year before that so i'm really thinking this year is going to be the comeback year for the Oscars, because I know it's really fallen from grace in a lot of people's eyes the past few years with the La La Land Moonlight debacle and making some odd choices, even the possibility of maybe Black Panther could be best picture of the year last year. That was strange. And gosh, I'm trying to think the year before that, it was a little weird as well. But I think this is actually going to be the turnaround year. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens this year. Um, I'm still hoping them to, I guess, be more available when it comes to the ceremony because right now it's kind of hard to get your hands on unless you have a cable subscription, which not very many people have these days. Um, And I don't have, I know, a subscription to ABC either. So it'll be interesting to see if they stream it anywhere that's free. Uh, Well, I guess we'll see. 
but I'm I'm excited to at least see what uh, what the choices are this year because last year, as we've said, were kind of strange. Some of them, or at least, were. Now, a number of these categories we haven't seen the films in, at least the ones we're going to be bringing you right now, because these are always the very hard films to watch: the short films, the documentaries, the full length, and the short subject ones. Um, I went ahead and put down a couple guesses as to what it might be. I could be completely wrong, but I was aided with the help of the Oscar shortlist. I believe both of us in a number of categories know which ones are at least eligible. Now for the major categories, that's a mystery and that list is a mile long. So nobody's really going to know exactly what those are until we get the nominations. But to begin things for short film live action, uh, my guesses are it's going to be Refugee, Christmas Gift, Neighbor's Window, Brotherhood, and Soraya. Now for short film animated, I have Uncle Thomas, Wars Peace Day, uh, Desera, Hair Love, and Sister. Now for documentary short, short subject, uh, they, I put down St. Louis Superman, or, oh, excuse me, St. Louis Superman. Walk, Run, Cha-Cha, Fire in Paradise, In the Absence, Learning to Skateboard, especially if you're a girl. The, the title's really long. I, I condensed it there. Uh, now for Best Documentary. Um, one of the reasons I did pick these is because they are, I believe all of these are readily available and I think they would have had probably the widest uh, viewership or widest uh, people know about them more. So I have Apollo 11, The Biggest Little Farm. I should also say I haven't seen any of these yet. I've been very interested to see The Biggest Little Farm. Um, Apollo 11, by the way, on Hulu. Biggest Little Farm on Hulu. One Child Nation is an Amazon documentary. It sounds pretty good. Knock Down the House. I honestly don't really have a desire to watch this. Um, it's on Netflix right now. I believe it's all about Ocasio-Cortez and maybe, uh, I don't know, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, kind of these new freshman congresswomen kind of taking Washington by storm and edge of democracy. Um, I do have also foreign language film. Alan, did you put anything for foreign language film? The only one that I have is Parasite because that's the only one that I've seen. And it's going to win. I'm pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's, I will be surprised if it doesn't. But then again, I haven't seen the others. So um, I guess we'll see. But I'm banking on Parasite winning because I don't think that there has been a foreign language film that has gotten this popular ever before. So... Yeah, I'm going for Parasite. I absolutely have Parasite down as being the nominee. I also have Those Who Remained, uh, Les Miserables, Beanpole, and Pain and Glory, which I've heard some good things about Pain and Glory. I believe it stars Antonio Banderas. Ooh. I, I don't know anything outside of the movie. Um, I did have one snub down. I'm not sure it would completely qualify for the category, but I threw it out there just in case. I put down uh, The Farewell. I've heard that is a great film, and I'm not sure if it will technically qualify as a foreign language film. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that one qualifies because a foreign language film 
for it to be considered a foreign language film, it needs to be originated from another country outside the U.S. Uh, the Farewell was distributed by A24. Hmm. So I don't think it falls under the category. Okay. I wasn't sure. Now, for Best Makeup, I believe they usually only nominate three films in the category. Maybe they'll do more. I don't know. But my top three are Bombshell. I'm certain Bombshell will get the nomination. Likely Rocket Man and Judy. Now, I do have two other backups. I put down Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And for a snub, I put down The Irishman. Yeah, I can see... I can definitely see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably making it. I haven't seen Rocket Man really anything about it, so maybe Rocket Man. 1917, I have seen. Uh, I can, I guess, I can see it on this list. Um, I've got a feeling though that Downton Abbey is probably going to get it though, or at least a nomination. Oh yeah, that's very possible. So next up, I do have costume design. I'll put three for the nominees, but they'll likely be five. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which looks like a great period piece. The costumes in The Irishman are phenomenal. I have that down as well. And of course, a clear choice, Rocket Man. Rocket Man for me would probably be one of them. Little Women, I think, might be one of them. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, from what I have seen in the trailers, perhaps. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, would also be up there with that as for me as well. Now, for the visual effects category, I have... Avengers Endgame, Alita Battle Angel, The Lion King, The Irishman, and Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. This is a very interesting category because looking at the Oscars shortlist, I see a couple of them on here that make uh, no sense to me, like Cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I have seen. Yes. Um, and it has no reason to be on the shortlist or anywhere near the Oscars for any category. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, no, it's on the shortlist for the, for visual effects, and I don't see it. Gemini Man, I've heard Gemini Man looks pretty good, except for a couple of scenes in the daylight. Um, but that's not on my list. For me, I'm going to have to say probably 1917. is a, It looks really good. I'm sure the Irishman will be on the nominations list. Star Wars will probably be on there as well, and Avengers Endgame. Everything else doesn't really look too appetizing to me, visual effects-wise. I do have, for a couple Dark Horse picks, uh, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, Gemini Man, 1917, and long shot here, Terminator Dark Fate. Mm, that is on the shortlist, but I wonder if it'll make it, at, make it to the Oscars. Just... Just so everybody can say it's an Oscar-nominated film. Uh, you never know. Yes. Just like, uh, what movie is it? Uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Guy got the Oscar for best makeup and hairstyling yeah. or something like that. That was a surprise. Now, for original score, there were a ton on the short list, and I absolutely did not have 30 hours to dedicate listening to them all. <laughs> I did get samplings of a variety of them. So for my picks for original score, I have Us, Jojo Rabbit, Motherless Brooklyn, 1917, and Little Women. I can see The Farewell 
I'm going to go ahead and guess and say that Frozen 2 is probably going to end up on this list. Marriage Story, I feel it deserves it. Uh, Star Wars is good. I'm sure it'll probably be on that list. Um, I'm surprised Parasite didn't make original score. I guess I can see Jojo Rabbit as well. Joker is on the short list. I don't really see it, but I I guess I I guess I can see if the Academy would at least get it up for a nomination. One of the biggest surprises to me is Rocket Man wasn't on the list for original score. And I was sure that film was going to have at least an original score because it does have one of its songs up for original song. And I think the film has a great score. Now, just be in mind here that some of it is already Elton John's uh, own songs. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they wrote all of the songs in there. Um, one of my Dark Horse picks for original score is The Farewell also now we're talking an original score or original song because did rocket how much score did rocket man have because i haven't seen it i know you have i i don't know i just know that for original song um when i saw the movie months ago i thought that is going to get nominated for an original song mm -hmm. and it, it's on the short list and i do have it down for a nominee but maybe the entire score wasn't enough to make the short list and that's very possible so going ahead for original song i do have the i don't have the exact names of the songs i just have the films they're associated with i have rocket man toy story 4 harriet the lion king and frozen 2 so i listened to all of these um you did wow. i listened to every there it doesn't take too long to get through them and i think i that's got <laughs> i think all of them were on apple music so i just put them on a giant playlist uh I didn't think a lot of most of them I thought were not great, to be honest with you. Parasite was fine, but then again, I had no idea what they were saying because it's not in English. <laughs> there wasn't, I'm going to be honest with you, there wasn't anything else on this list that I thought was, that I was even appealing to me. No lie. You didn't, you didn't like the one from Rocket Man? That one was okay. Maybe it's better. It's pretty, it's really good actually in the movie. It's towards the beginning of the movie mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's pretty good. Well, um, I guess I can add one more to my list. Daily Battles from Motherless, Bro Motherless Brooklyn was pretty good. I did like that one. Yeah, I uh, really wasn't too keen on my nominations, mm -hmm. but I thought, hey, these movies have been, or similar movies have been nominated before in such category. So I thought it's likely Frozen 2. Yeah. Because, you know, Frozen won the Oscar yeah. for its song. I, I don't really care for this song from Frozen 2. It's nowhere near as catchy, mm -hmm. but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Also, I the only one, only movie that I've seen from this list is Parasite and everything else I haven't seen. So I'm also missing the context of the song as well to the movie that it's associated with. So that's probably also why it's kind of hard for me to make a decision. Now for production design, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Knives Out, and Rocketman. For me, I have The Lighthouse, Avengers, Endgame, 1917, and Little Women. But if I were to pick one, it would definitely be The Lighthouse. Most definitely. Yeah. Yours are probably much more accurate than mine, except... I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman are pretty great with, with what they did. I can um, definitely I see Once Upon a Time being on this list, though. Absolutely. But I probably should throw down Little Women as well. 
um, because it's a period piece and period pieces are usually highly considered because of what yeah. they're able to achieve. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Little Women was on there. I'm I'm desperate to see the lighthouse. As of this recording, I haven't seen it, but I can't wait. So yeah. I have it on. Ooh. I just got it on Blu-ray. Um, I know. I have yet to watch it again, but I will be soon for the Oscars because that movie looks. If anything, that movie looks is, in my opinion, the best looking movie of 2019, hand down. Well, let's go ahead and talk about cinematography then. Because okay, I can I already tell you my pick. I bet you probably already know my pick too. It's Lighthouse. They're hands yeah. down. <laughs> so I have the Lighthouse down, even though I haven't seen it. I've clearly seen footage from it. I've heard enough talk about it. It's it's an incredible achievement in cinematography. And of course, the next logical nomination is 1917. Yep. Roger Deakins made the film to look like one continuous take, which is incredible. We've rarely seen movies like this. Um, I also put down Parasite, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Ad Astra. For me, of course, The Lighthouse in 1917. I also have Parasite on here. I've got a feeling it, it might not make it. I guess we'll find out. Um, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, I feel, is going to be on here. And Avengers Endgame, I feel, is going to be on here. But I wouldn't pick them personally. I did have a couple Dark Horse picks. I have Midsummer, Joker, Jojo Rabbit. And the farewell. I can maybe see the Joker. I can maybe see Joker. I don't see Jojo Rabbit. For film editing, I have 1917, which is kind of ironic <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just saying, watch it get film editing. And I have Ad Astra, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, and Knives Out. I, for me, Lighthouse, the, you know, the usual suspects in in this category, <laughs> Lighthouse, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah, the usual suspects. <laughs> For best animated feature film, I have Abominable, Frozen 2, Toy Story 4, Missing Link, and Lego Movie 2. I'm sure the, I'm sure that uh, Frozen 2 will be on here. Lego movie will be on here. Um, How to Train Your Dragon probably won't be on here. I'm guessing Frozen 2 is probably going to walk away with it. I've heard good things about The Missing Link. I think it won Golden Globes. It got a, an award somewhere. Oh, and Toy Story 4, I'm sure, will definitely be on here. That one actually might take it, now that I think about it. Um, so my pick, I haven't seen like any of these, except, oh, I guess I've seen How to Train Your Dragon. Um, that's about it. But I don't think that was that any good. Uh, uh, it was okay. Uh (laughs) I wouldn't consider it to be Oscar worthy. Sure. Yeah, I've seen uh, of my nominees. I've seen four out of five. I haven't seen Abominable, but I've actually heard some really great stuff Mm -hmm. about it. I fell. I know. Okay, I nodded off while watching Frozen Two in the theater. It was fine. I. Loved Toy Story 4. Loved it. Yeah. I I really, I really felt it was applicable to my life, just how Toy Story 3 was 10 years ago. And Missing Link was actually my least favorite um, Leica film. Really? It was really okay. Really mediocre, I felt. Yeah. And um, I highly enjoyed the Lego movie part two, but Toy Story 4 is my pick. Yeah. I have not seen The Missing Link. It has not looked very appetizing. 
Toy Story 4, I've got a feeling it's probably going to walk away with the Oscar, if not Frozen 2. I feel like that's kind of uh, inevitable at this point, just because that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yes. When Pixar and Disney go up against each other, who's going to win? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like nobody else matters. I, I remember, I think it was two years ago, the best animated category was a complete joke because it was the Boss Baby, oh, Ferdinand. Yeah. And then it was going up against something really incredible, like um, it was Inside Out, was that right? Movie? Was it Inside Out? Might I? Well, I don't remember. I just remember there was that movie about the um, girl living in the Middle Eastern country. Oh yeah, no, that was the Breadwinner. Yeah, it was the Breadwinner, which was great, and it was a weird year for animated films. It showed mm-hmm. there really wasn't much competition. Well, for best original screenplay, we're getting into the like really top tier categories here. I have Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, The Two Popes, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have Marriage Story, Parasite as well. Um, I also put on here, obviously, The Lighthouse, uh, uh, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and potentially Knives Out. Yeah. So I for my I do have a, a big dark horse list i would love to see the peanut butter falcon get nominated for best original screenplay shout out to billy who turned me on to the peanut butter falcon oh yes watched it the other night i need to watch absolutely that. absolutely loved the film i gave it a nine out of ten for good things and i also have for dark horse picks the farewell or the lighthouse i also have ad astra knives out which i loved that movie uncut gems or Booksmart. So for best adapted screenplay, I have The Irishman, Little Women, Joker, Judy, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and for a dark horse pick, Ford v. Ferrari. So I just kind of lumped all the movies into screenplay. So what? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't split it up between uh, original and adapted. I uh, maybe Joker. Maybe Joker, but I don't know if the Academy will go for something like that. I'll be surprised if they go too far with the lighthouse, honestly, too, because it's horror and they usually don't go with horror. Yeah, the only thing that gives me hope about Joker getting the nomination is Logan got the nomination for best adapted screenplay. Yeah, that's true. Um, my only concern is the jo- is Joker is a lot more is a lot darker than Logan is. Um We'll see. It's possible because of how popular it is, it might get some nominations. But we'll see. Oh, it's stupid popular right now. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous how popular it is. Okay, I Disclaimer, I haven't seen Joker. I'm not saying it's stupid that it's popular. I'm saying it's incredibly popular. And this is me. I have seen it. And disclaimer, I think it's just okay. <laughs> I know, which I'm really intrigued to see that film because it's got like an 8.7 on IMDb. It's crazy. It's like... In the top thirty best of the year, it grossed a billion dollars. It's crazy. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm very curious to see that movie, and I'm thinking it's going to be a presence at the Oscars. It might be big. I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't have anything down for best supporting actress. I haven't seen enough films, I guess, where where the female could be considered a supporting actress. I'm sure there's a bunch out there, just like last year. Mm-hmm. Where when it was like the favorite was like three of the five nominees. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, perhaps Little Women will have some nomination, a nomination or some Likely. nominations in there like last year. Yeah, I don't have anybody for Best Supporting Actress. It's probably one of those things where once they announce who the nominees are, you'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. Sure. So. Now for Best Supporting Actor, I only have three. I have Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse, and Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. So for supporting role, I just have William Dafoe for The Lighthouse, which he deserves because he's incredible <laughs> in that movie. Wow. Um, but I do have Robert Pattinson for actor in a leading role because he was like the main character. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were both considered supporting actors or not, but I guess not. Yeah, it's definitely when you watch it, it's definitely a Robert Pattinson leading the show. But William Dafoe was he's still a main character, but he was more he's more in a supporting role than he is a main a lead role. For best actress, I do have some I do have all of my picks filled up. So my first pick is Lupita Nyong'o for us. And I have also Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Naomi Merlant from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And to top it off, except for my one Dark Horse pick, I have Renee Zellweger in Judy. Hmm. I would absolutely see Renee Zellweger winning the Oscar because I just watched the film. Incredible performance. I only have one here that I um, have seen at least, and that's Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. She did very good. Um, perhaps Lady, uh, perhaps Lady on Fire, and perhaps Judy as well. I haven't seen them, so I don't know. But those are my picks. I would say so far this year, personally, I think Scarlett Johansson was definitely standout. Although I have yet to see Marriage Story, I have heard she is fantastic, and there's a lot of buzz around her getting the nomination for my one dark horse pick. This is highly unlikely, but it's happened before I put down Carrie Fisher posthumously for her, for her role in star Wars. I know they just reused, they mostly just reused footage, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. It's just a guess. It's a wild card guess. I'll be surprised if she ends up on the list. That'd be interesting if she does for best actor. I have Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, Taron Edgerton in Rocket Man, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kang Ho Song from Parasite. All right. For me, I have Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. That one I do feel is rather deserved. Um, Robert Pattinson for The Lighthouse, obviously. And then... Leonardo DiCaprio, or really anybody who ever is the leading role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm sure would do fine. I'm sure we at least get the nomination. I did put down three Dark Horse picks. I have Eddie Murphy from Dolomite Is My Name, Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems, and Roman Griffin Davis from Jojo Rabbit. That would be funny if, uh, if Adam Sandler gets at least a nomination or even a win for Uncut Gems because he's been in a lot of like just trashy comedies the last few years and apparently uncut gems is pretty good so yeah. i'd i would be very surprised it'd be just be kind of ironic i guess is what i'm saying oh it would be but it would be amazing and i'm thinking the same thing for eddie murphy too if he gets this i've heard dolomite is my name is fantastic it's his kind of comeback career film ah. 
I don't know. I'm pretty intrigued. Maybe we will have that Eddie Murphy dark horse pick. It's happened before with other actors in similar positions. Yeah. So for our final two categories, starting with best director, I have Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips for Joker, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, and Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. For me, I've got Robert Eggers for The Lighthouse, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Greta Gerwig for Little Women, Sam Mendes for 1917, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. I do have three Dark Horse picks, including some crossover with Alan. I have Greta Gerwig for uh, Little Women, Robert Eggers for The Lighthouse, and possibly Celine Siama for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I, I'm pretty sure we're spot on with this list I'm, for both of us. Yeah, I've got a feeling. <laughs> I don't think we named anybody, or we. I guess I should say we didn't name anyone that won't be on there. Yeah, could be wrong. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it'll be like last year, where it just is completely out of nowhere. We'll see. Yeah, it's just like oh. I know neither of us put down a Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther <laughs> for best picture, but who knows? Mm -hmm. It could happen. So for the best picture nominees, I have The Irishman, Parasite, Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ford v. Ferrari, 1917, and some other possibilities are Little Women, Joker, The Farewell, Knives Out, or Dolomite is my name. And I've got The Lighthouse, Parasite, Marriage Story, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and possibly Little Women. I would, I haven't seen it yet once again, but well, by the time this comes out, have, I would probably have seen it. But Greta Gerwig did make it to Best Picture a couple years ago with Lady, with Lady Bird, so perhaps she'll make it again with Little Women. I've heard good things about it. I was wondering, though, when Ford v. Ferrari was going to be mentioned in this podcast, because I've heard yeah. a lot of like golden buzz, golden globe buzz around it. Um, and apparently it's pretty good. And it even has, it's on the shortlist for a score. So I was wondering if, if either you or I would think about mentioning it. Uh, I don't know where else it would be on this list. I haven't really heard too much about it outside of Golden Globes. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen Ford v. Ferrari. I've heard it's a great film. It's making a lot of people's top tens of the year, uh, which surprised me because it looked pretty okay to me. It just looked like one of those fun underdog movies that you watch, and yep. it's not going anywhere at the Academy Awards at all. Um, but I've heard it's made a lot of top ten lists. It's Yeah, it got Golden Globe. Some nominations and it was even getting oscar buzz so i'm like what this i don't know it's better than we realized unless alan and i both watch it and it's just completely <laughs> fine yeah <laughs> i don't know that's kind of honestly it's kind of what i'm expecting it to be uh one of those movies where everyone's like oh my gosh it's amazing and then you watch it and it was like yeah, it's okay <laughs> but well, i guess we'll find out that's what happened with joker but yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah that's true but i guess what makes me very excited is I don't think there is a bad film. And I'm trying to be honest and fair about the best picture list up here. Um, I don't think there's anything this year that's going to take anybody really by surprise, or it's just going to be like, what? I, 
So at the beginning of the year, after seeing Captain Marvel, I thought that the officers was going to pull a Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And this time they were going to have a strong female lead, lead the best picture category. And we were going to have Captain Marvel get a nomination for best picture. I don't have that up there because there's way too many other films that I think deserve to be up there and will um, push it out. Uh, but we could be surprised, Alan. We could wake up tomorrow and see for best picture of the year, Captain Marvel. I really hope not, because I, I <laughs> there are better movies. I can I I got a feeling that Little Women is going to be a better. It's just a better movie to hold that leading role. Anyways, so I'm just I'm surprised. I'm so surprised that Cats made it on the short list for potentially being a nomination for best visual effects that makes it is blowing my mind right now <laughs> i haven't seen it i i really don't want to see it i've heard it's one of the worst films of the year here's my short review of it okay <laughs> here's my short review no spoilers that film cats is an enigma okay it looks really bad but I don't think it's as bad as people kind of are making it out to be. It's one of those movies, kind of like the Emoji movie. Um, although the Emoji movie is a different story where all the bad things that was said about it is actually true. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those movies where people will say it's just horrible and then they just dogpile it. When in reality, it's not as bad as they say. It's just one of those things, one of those things that's cool to be, you know, making fun of this movie. That said, don't go watch it. It's not worth your time. <laughs> I... I won't do it. If it gets nominated, then I will do it. I'll take I'll take the bullet for Silver Screen Guide just so he can. You've already taken the plunge yeah. of your own volition, yeah. so I don't feel bad yeah. for you. No, that was all my that was all me. <laughs> I take full responsibility. But I did do it. So I guess if I'm going to just make a quick prediction of what's going to be the biggest snub of the year, I'm actually going to guess it's going to be little women. Perhaps. I think it's yeah, I really do think kind of like Lady, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lady Bird didn't win anything, That's but it got like seven correct. nominations. That is correct. It got a bunch of nominations, but I don't remember if it walked away with much or if anything at all. I guess I can look it up real quick. But yeah, I do remember uh, it did get a bunch of nominations, but didn't get, I don't think anything. Yeah, I think we're going to have a deja vu with Greta Gerwig and Saoirse Ronan. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if it'll even, I think it'll get... A cup. I could be completely wrong, but I think it, it'll get maybe a couple nominations, two or three, but I really don't think it'll get a lot. And if it does get more than I'm predicting, then it won't win in any of them. Right. I guess we'll see. I, I It's kind of hard for me to say too much yet until I see it, but I have faith in Greta Gerwig. I'll say that. She got five nominations last year, but didn't walk away with anything. So maybe this year she'll get something to walk away with so i think also my other prediction for the big big winner of the night is i think we're going to have another foreign language takeover where roma was the big winner last year with i think it won like four four of its like 10 nominations or something Some like that yeah my guess is that it's going to be parasite parasite is going to win the most of its nominations yeah, I haven't seen Parasite, so I don't even know if I'm going to like the movie. It could be one of those situations where it's like Moonlight, and I don't even really like that movie. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'm my prediction really is Parasite will be 
the big winner. And I'm also predicting um, 1917 will be another big winner. And then I think coming in third place, uh, very, very possibly will be Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't see Jojo Rabbit getting too close to the Oscars. That one was another one where it got a lot of buzz and I watched it and I thought it was just okay. Um, oh, you've seen it. I didn't realize you Oh, yeah, seen yeah, it. I've seen it. Um, that's why I hadn't said it at all on this list because I don't think there oh, much of, is much of anything. It's not a bad film. It's a really, it's a pretty good movie. It's not Taika Waititi's best. I think his best is still Boy from 2010, I want to say. Um, but it's it's one that I would still recommend, but not one that I feel is really too Oscar worthy. But for me, I can see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Irishman, possibly even Marriage Story, getting uh, being one of the contenders for taking away taking the away the Oscars with a bunch of awards. I've got a feeling that the Lighthouse is not going to get too far into the Oscars. I've got a feeling that's just how this thing, these things kind of roll. Uh, when it comes to horror, the Academy is not too keen on that, but I guess we'll find out. I will be shocked if, and it will be a huge snub if it doesn't at least get a nomination for Best Cinematography. I think it deserves it, but I've got a feeling it might not make it on the Oscars list at all. We'll see. I'm I'm really hoping we're not going to have another first reformed situation like last yeah. year yeah. where that movie should have gotten so many more nominations mm -hmm. and surprise it got screenplay and I think that was made? it. I think it was just screenplay. Was yeah. I think it was just one. Yeah. Well, everybody was scratching their heads. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know, maybe that'll be the lighthouse again where it will just get, like you said, just get the cinematography nomination and not even win. Right. Uh, I don't know. I hope not, because I think what makes me glad about a lot of the movies on this list is they're they're out of the mainstream, I would say, with Parasites very out of the mainstream. Um, they're very different movies. 1917 is a unique war film. Um, Marriage Story is an intimate drama. And The Irishman is a sprawling gangster epic i don't know i'm very curious to see what we're going to get and then um i would really like to see the dark horse be of the night be uh, knives out yeah i'm surprised that a lot of these movies like you said are not necessarily mainstream or kind of brought into uh mainstream society i guess you could say like parasite like i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast Never have you ever seen a foreign language film become so popular, ever. Foreign language films usually make very little money in the States because it's not in the native English language. But for whatever reason, Parasite is the one that just went nuts in the United States. And everyone was talking about it. Same with Marriage Story, a small drama that while it, didn't, while it does have two big name actors in it, is just a drama about a marriage is also kind of being blown up on Twitter. Irishman, I can kind of see. It's Martin Scorsese. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I can kind of see because it's Quentin Tarantino. But this year, I'm surprised, and Joker as well, I'm surprised about how many movies that are kind of outside the mainstream a little bit are being brought into the mainstream because of how, I guess, how popular, for whatever reason, they've become. And they are more, they, like you said, they've kind of been brought into the mainstream, even though they normally wouldn't have been. Yeah. But nevertheless, they're not, I, I'm not sure how many people have seen some of these movies because 
I myself have not seen a lot of these films on the best picture list, which is another reason why I really wasn't sure if I should hold off on my best films of 2019, considering I haven't seen all of the movies I'm predicting for best picture, except for The Irishman. And I did want to revise my top three. I'm guessing the big winners are going to be Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917. Mm. We'll see how far 1917 gets. I'm actually really curious to see how far it goes. Because I I will be surprised. I will be angry if it doesn't get a at least a nomination for cinematography and maybe even production design or set design. Um but I guess we'll see. I want, I'm curious to see how the Academy is going to react to it. I've got a feeling they're going to react pretty positively toward it um, because it is a war film and it is look, it does look very good and it feels rather Oscar-y. So I thought it was good, but I don't think it's going to be best. I don't think it's my best of the year. I guess I should put for a dark horse pick for best director, possibly Sam Mendes mm-hmm. for 1917. And I believe it won best drama motion picture at the Golden Globes this year, which I think everybody was surprised about, but we'll see. We shall see. You never know. Sometimes films get like eight or nine nominations or more, and they only get one or none. It That's one thing that I always do like about the Oscars is it is always a complete mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Usually a mystery, what is going to win? Usually it's not always what you think. That's true. That's true. Well, I believe that about wraps up our Oscar predictions. Mm -hmm. Well, listeners, we want to know what are your Oscar predictions? Do you think there's something we're missing on this list that could be a dark horse pick that could really charge through and uh, sweep the nominee list? Or uh, are you hoping that maybe certain films we've mentioned won't win or won't get it? Maybe you hated some of these films. I don't know. I'm curious to see what you think. If you maybe you hated Parasite, or maybe you hope Ford v Ferrari will take the night and get all ten not ten of its nominations. We'll see. It's it's up for uh, anybody's grabs. But I'm very excited to see what the nominees will be tomorrow, and we will be giving you our live reactions to it. That episode will be out later in the day. Alan, thanks for joining me. Sure thing. We'll see you tomorrow, listeners, with the Oscar nominees. Hey, listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, google or stitcher or your favorite podcast service and while you're at it please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast we love talking about movies and we love talking about them with you so don't forget to share with your friends and family and we'll see you next week listeners
The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.